Welcome to Toad Space, where we compile the ultimate list of everything in the known universe. Tonight, in the alien virus-carrying bee-filled battle dome, we have four lone gunmen. I was under the impression that she was sent to spy on me. It's Mujan Zofagar. Her idea of a great vacation is floating in a boat looking at a dock for a week. It's Zara Finley-Sherris. He has a psychological aversion to having his image bounced off a satellite. It's Deepu Murdy, and if I quit now, they win. I'm Brandon Werner. In this matchup, we are battling X-Files, but first let's get to know our special guest, Mujan. Mujan. F. Mary Kill, Frohickey Langley Byers. Ooh, okay, all right. I guess you'd marry Byers because he seems like he'd have a, you know, he'd have a job. He has that suit for a reason. He probably does something else on the side. He seems sensitive. Yeah, I probably F Fro Hickey because he just seems like he's weird. You know, he has some weird <laughs> ideas. He has a weird past. I think he didn't they mention like he was part of Woodstock. No, was that him? And then Langley, I'm sorry. I like him too, but you know what? Just kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. But you know what? They're all dead anyway. So, <laughs> uh, so we're going to do things a little differently this week. Three of us are old school X-File nerds, but Deepu has never even seen an episode. So he stands for the listeners who are in the same boat and will be our referee for this episode. So I'm going to be saying really unimportant things the whole podcast. <laughs> I really feel bad for you. You're, you've missed out on an amazing thing. On like a childhood, I yeah. guess. I yeah. Really like a real childhood where you <laughs> like had no real. other friends who liked it. <laughs> yeah. You missed out on, on a childhood of being really lonely. Yeah, really lonely. Yeah. <laughs> going online. And... A lone gunman, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> going on the internet before the internet was actually yep. a thing. Mm-hmm. You had to Making go on weird GeoCities. Yeah. Yeah. Just... I had a GeoCities <laughs> website, a fan site. Yeah. It was yeah. all just professors and perverts. Yeah. <laughs> I befriended an old British woman on a chat room. So, <laughs> lost for you. <laughs> So, Deepu, you want to do your own totes faves before we jump into the battle dome. Yeah, so I thought it'd be a good idea. There might have been some listeners that have never um, watched X-Files either, and there's these, like, burning questions. So I've prepared a question for each one of you, and I just want to get a good answer that it catches everybody up to speed. Mujan, I'm going to start with you. Yes. So what's the ratio of Mulder's sexual tension with Scully Versus his political tension with the government. Uh, on screen or in his head? Or like, what do you mean? I want to hear them both. So yeah, just as a human being, how do you think he splits it? But then when we're really watching the show, right. like, okay, sure. where uh, does it so fall? In the beginning of the show, definitely, it was like a, it was a very high percentage of, of him being more into the whole um, conspiracy, the alien whole thing. But I think as time went on, and Scully went into his heart, everything, guys. 100% Scully. I'm a shipper. I'm a shipper. I'm proud. I'm proud. They deserve to be with each other. They love each other. We're barely three minutes into the podcast. <laughs> We're, We're already very excited. <laughs> okay. My, my next question is for, for Brandon. Um, okay. So <clears throat> according to the Bare Naked Ladies one week, why do we have to watch X-Files with no lights on? And what is Don's Le Maison? <laughs> Okay, so we have to watch X-Files with no lights on because it's uh, 10 o'clock on a Sunday and your parents want to go to sleep, uh, but you have to stay up and watch it then because if you don't watch it then, there's no uh, Netflix, there's no way to watch it, there's no DVR, so you have to watch it then because then your friend Ben or Dan are going to spoil things for you on Monday. So you have Or to your know. old friend that's an English woman on your chat room. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sweetheart. No, no, I mean, we discussed many things. So. Yeah. so you sneak down 
uh, to watch it, you have to keep the lights on so that no one knows that you're down there. Also for the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the because it was yeah. such like a well, beautiful <laughs> show. It was yeah. basically like a movie. It's like the production value was so amazing yeah. that turn the lights off. You're at a movie theater in your own house. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great show, guys. Yeah. And then what do we think about Don's La Maison? I think that means in the house. That means in the house. So you just watch it in a house. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> not X-Files related. That's just another one. <laughs> Got it. That's just uh, I didn't know if that was one of the conspiracies. <laughs> um, and then finally, Zara, I, I'm asking this, this question with no facetiousness. I don't know if listeners have picked this up already, but I, I indulge in a lot of sci-fi nerd culture. I was into the whole Star Trek thing. I've watched every other single piece of it. Why didn't I watch this? Like, in what world could have I missed the X-Files? I'm, so, from what little, or no, a medium-sized amount of your childhood that I know about, being having two older sisters, it makes me almost more surprised that you never watched it. But I don't think your sisters were into it, were they? No, they were into watching the Cosby show and then, um, like, NFL football. Yeah, so it's not, <laughs> those those worlds do not... <laughs> Did, Did you, you watch The cross? Simpsons? Because they were on before. Oh, yeah. Before. Uh, I, I watched it. I didn't have a taste for it. So that might have been. <laughs> it's probably, yeah. You, it, was, it. it was a bad lead in for you. So you, so you never, turn that off. You never let in. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll blame The Simpsons. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think all the listeners are caught up. <laughs> caught up on <laughs> yeah, all. understand all nine <laughs> Welcome to the Toads. Faves. Battledome. This week's battle. Things about the X-Files. Our contestants and their totes faves things about the X-Files are... Bujan, the alien bounty hunter whose face was so perfect, it was like angular alien version of Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he also like morphed into a bunch of people who's like very good at acting even though he was an alien. The end of season four, episode 12, Leonard Betts, where Leonard Betts, who's a mutant who preys on people with cancer, tells Scully... I'm sorry, but you have something I need. Basically, letting us know the start of the Scully cancer saga. The Scully effect, which is the effect that Scully, Dana Scully, MD, FBI agent, had on girls going into science, and also women like me, for being a strong, beautiful, just badass woman on television in a time when there were just a lot of bimbos. Season 7. The season of secret sex, where Scully and Mulder were going at it behind the scenes in every episode, leading up to episode All Things, directed by Gillian Anderson, where they conceive that baby. Zara, Leonard the creepy conjoined twin from Humbug, Scully's commitment to skepticism slash failure to believe anything against all odds, cigarette smoking man, and Queequeg, Scully's dog. Brandon. Fookman, Young Molder Mysteries, The Lone Gunman, Skeptical Scully. Come on, what the f really? Favotron matchups complete. Round one Young Molder Mysteries versus the alien bounty hunter whose face was so perfect it was like an alien version of Arnold Schwarzenegger and he would also morph into a bunch of people. He's very good at acting even though he was an alien. Okay, so Young Molder Mysteries is a concept that Zara and I kind of created uh, while we were re-watching The X-Files and it's kind of become a show that I would like to option as a pilot. <laughs> it's a whole other thing in that uh, a lot of the mythology of the show comes from Mulder's history before The X-Files. So mm -hmm. his... his Sister's abduction, his father's his career, had the cigarette smoking man's Oxford. all involved. Oxford. A lot of stuff. And what's amazing is that Mulder was this 
super, super, super awesome young investigator in the uh, violent crimes, yeah, violent crimes, violent violent crimes. and uh, he was so good that they kind of allowed him to do whatever he wanted, and that's how he discovered uh, the X Files. Was he just was doing whatever he wanted and stumbled upon it, and then brought back memories of his sister. But there's so much great uh, things where agents would come across him. Like I remember you. You were so good. Oh, yeah. What happened to you? Now you're doing those X Files things. What's what's that about? And it's just there's a whole other show there of young Mulder. Uh, who was so good at getting inside the heads of murderers, mm-hmm. uh, but then was secretly into like geeky stuff like paranormal ghosts and aliens. And wanted to solve his sister's disappearance. Yeah. Disappearance. Yeah. And that was kind of what got the show started. And as it kind of coalesced, more and more uh, things came out. No Scully, though? Not interested. <laughs> Already defeated. <laughs> she hasn't even. Yeah, Mulder and Phoebe stand. Green really interested. Anyone fans will get that one. But but pertinent question is who would play young young Mulder? David Duchovny, which is a, another wig. <laughs> you guys see him on Jimmy Kimmel? He had a, so much foundation. So much foundation. <laughs> guys, there's been a lot of villains and bad people in the X Files. People who've destroyed, done a lot of weird stuff. But the best one, the one that kind of stands out. Okay, maybe he's a top one, is the alien bounty hunter played by Brian Thomas. He basically shape-shifted into human beings, and him himself was an alien hybrid thing, that when it died green, stuff would appear from it, and it would kill humans. It's hard to explain. Anyway, <laughs> he was great. You know, I th- what I liked about him is that he just took on... He, the guy actually looked like an Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, very buff type of man, but he... You know, he, he could transform into a molder. He'd become a Samantha molder. He could become basically anybody else. And he just did, he, he knew how to act like them. He knew what to say. He's an amazing, not only alien, but a human actor. So voila to him for acting. So I'm slightly biased because Young Molder Mysteries is something Brandon and I talked about. It was introduced when his, was it Phoebe? Phoebe Green. Phoebe Green. His girlfriend. When she comes and then Skelly gets all jealous and she's like, who's this bitch? And it's Mulder's like afraid of fire for some reason. And also fire is scary to everybody. I know. It's not a special fear. And then they never address it ever Ever again. again. You know, one of the young Mulder mysteries, it's, very, it's very much there in the early seasons, and it kind of fades away as it, new mythology comes around. Mm-hmm. But then, when Diana Fowley comes oh, in, oh, it's like this massive re- retcon oh, sure. of more more young Mulder mysteries because she was his girlfriend and she yeah. ran the X Files with him. Boyfriend and girlfriend ran the X Files. Or wife. Or wife. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty uh, hot. So there's a lot, and she was, was an uh, expert in parascience, which is mm-hmm. such a cool sounding thing. I would love to be a parascientist. Yeah, but she's no Scully. She's no Scully. Yeah, let me break it down for you why this is a wrong idea. Uh, yeah, number one, there's no Scully. Number one, I don't see a, a, a Dana Scully. Number three, there's no Dana Catherine Scully involved. Number, number four, there's no Dana Catherine Scully, MD, part of this conversation. Uh, the show is really, I mean, the, way, the reason why X-Files didn't do so well season eight and nine was the lack of that Mulder-Scully dynamic. So it's not going to be an X-File without Dana Scully. It's all about that relationship, bouncing off each other, the trust. It would be an interesting comic. I'd read it, not a show. Oh, oh a comic. A comic. I, see, I, just, I <laughs> read things different now. Uh, so my, my problem with, uh, with the Alien Bounty Hunter, and I love the Alien Bounty Hunter, is that he's not acting, the other actors are acting. Because he walks into a room, becomes David Duchovny, sure. and then David Duchovny's out well, the Well, that is if from a viewer, but if you think about the show, it's actually the Alien Bounty Hunter who is acting as David Duchovny acting as Mulder. 
And he's such a good face. He's such a good face. It's like, are those scars? And whenever he comes... to stick an ice pick in his neck. Yeah, that that straight thing in his neck. (laughs) But not everyone has one of those. You know, they don't sell those on Walmart. I mean, you got to find those. That's an alien technology, an ice pick. Alien technology. And when he transformed back into himself, it's always that like... And it has that face again. Like, it's that beautiful one-second moment he transforms back to Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you're like, oh, no, it's him. No, it's him. It's him the whole time. It's not the friendly alien. It's the bad one. It would be crazy if the last episode of The X-Files, like, Skinner transformed. Or, like, Scully transformed into that. Yeah, they just kind of, once you introduce a shapeshifter, anyone can be anyone. and that anyone. Suspect. Doctor Who for a a, a period, too. Yeah, that's a sci-fi trope. He represents a trope. Yeah. Um, But a good one. A good good one. And he played Mulder so well. Like, he joked as Mulder. Like. He studies who so he's going to be. Just to throw in something for to help Zara on Young Mulder Mysteries is that uh, Young Mulder <laughs> Mysteries is a, a precursor to your favorite episode, Beyond the Sea, in that Young Mulder Mysteries, which is about Scully is, and Scully's life. It is Young but, Scully Mysteries. It is, but but <laughs> so I watched that in college. Mulder sends a paper to the FBI about uh, Boggs. Which is what gets him sent to the gas chamber, and that's how he gets interested in, oh. in the FBI. So, right. if not for Young Mulder mysteries, you wouldn't get that episode. Yeah, I, I'm also leaning towards Young Mulder only from the bias of loving Young Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. But in a way, they are different because it's like turning a pair into a solo show versus Indiana Jones is always just Indiana Jones. Yeah. Well, what if there's like an alternate universe where like young Mulder <laughs> Mysteries it gets paired up with a very young teenage Dana Scully? <laughs> For no well, you reason. You have to, like in Gotham. Where it's Batman, basically Doctor Who. Well, like in Gotham where um, Commissioner Gordon and young Bruce Wayne are just always bumping into each other. Yeah, yeah, like they could always bump into each other. And in the in the no, this is gonna be like how you met your how I met your mother. It'll be William's version of how I met your mother. (laughs) I guarantee there's like statutory fan fiction. Sure. Of this happening already, oh, like there, I, think. I can tell you for a fact, there. Yeah, maybe I know, but there is a like fanfic. And I did not read it about Mulder in like college meeting a high school Scully, and I. It's like, well, then what happens? Yeah. While you guys are discussing, I'm going to find one and we'll attach the link cool, to the cool. website. Fanfic. Also, Scully like Molly. Skinner's like an RA or something. Like, it's too much. Oh, that's fair. Come on, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be like a grad student. Yeah, he'd be a grad student. Watch <laughs> it. Cigarette smoking man, which I don't know. He'd be the RD. <laughs> you know, he'd be the dean, of, the dean of students. You're getting older. <laughs> which, which one are we going to go with? Deepu, you're the ref, so you, you get to have a, a say in, in all yeah, this. Yeah, based on none of your knowledge about the X-Files. Yeah, I'm not the right person to decide... <laughs> Because I can't even tell if this um, younger thing is a real thing or just something you and Zara dream about um, when you're having pillow talk. It's lots of of hints dropped in dialogue. So I guess uh, you guys just let's hear what you're thinking. Well, I like, gosh, this is like all on me. I will say I love Young Mulder Mysteries, but I, I support Mujan's point of there's no Scully, we're Scully. All right. Like Mulder does not an X file make exactly. on his own. Okay. So. All right. Scully's cancer versus Leonard the creepy conjoined twin from Humbug. 
So I picked Leonard, the conjoined twin from Humbug, because Humbug is one of the best episodes. It's a classic X-File Monster of the Week episode from season two. It's set in a weird carny trailer park. It has real life sideshow uh, side performers. It has the guy, the man from another place from Twin Peaks, which is awesome. And it's written by Darren Morgan, who t- tends to write the funny episodes and some of my favorites. And so it's just an awesome episode. And in it, the killer turns out to be the conjoined twin of one of the other carnival workers that's sort of shown as like a in a little sling, like a just a conjoined twin. But every night he comes alive and like creepily crawls across the ground gasping. And it was something I used to torture my sister with by just making scary like <laughs> noises to her and imitating the conjoined twin running around, not running, dragging his body and murdering people. Um, so it's just one of my favorite monsters of the week. And that is why I went for it. I chose another Leonard, uh, Leonard Betts from season four, episode 12. Um, Basically, the end of that episode, it's this character, it's basically a mutant man who preys on people who have cancer to stay alive. And at the end of the episode, when the case is all solved, he almost solved, he basically attacks Scully and tells Scully, "You, I'm sorry, but you have something I need. Basically telling Scully, she has cancer. And it was, um, I guess, the most unexpected ending for an episode. You wouldn't have seen this coming, that all of a sudden... Our dear Dana Scully has cancer because this guy was going to kill her. Of course, she was able to fight him off and everything, but was she able to fight off that cancer, guys? Who knows? That was a great storyline, I felt. Guys, I'm just getting emotional. I can't really go on. I think you just get it. It's just an amazing ending to an amazing episode that went on to an amazing arc, which had a very strange and um, vague solution. I'm not exactly sure how she was cured. Was it the thing in the back of her neck? Was it just just water? Who knows? Anyway. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. so it is the day. battle of the Leonards. Also <laughs> yeah. the battle of the things in, killing you things killing you from the inside. <laughs> yeah, and like biological growths. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> What's uh... Scully's cancer, it, it really bothered me as a kid because I couldn't even comprehend that character. It made yeah. me so upset because I was really, really in love with Dana Scully. Oh, yeah. And that she was had cancer. But also I knew and I still know and it's still up in the air whether she's immortal or not. Because, right, because they've dropped that so many times through the show. Price, yeah. In a, uh, yeah, the Clyde Brockman. Clyde Brockman and also the oh, one right. the, I can't say the name, but the one with the guy with the camera who takes pictures of people before they die. Yeah, the same trees and die yeah. episode. Also, have you seen Julian Anderson? Like she is de aging. Like yeah. She's just yeah, getting she's, more beautiful. So she actually is an immortal. I think it wasn't she just, just a plot line. <laughs> yeah, she's immortal. Yeah. yeah, she gets better with age. Um, so yeah, I, I love Scully's cancer. Uh, <laughs> it's a strange thing in this ba- battle. Um, Leonard is. I love that episode. It is one of. It's Darren Morgan. It's one of. The oh yeah, Darren Morgan's episodes are. Uh, he's the best. best. It's one of the best. And he, the Fiji mermaid. They think you think he's the Fiji mermaid, but he's not the Fiji mermaid. And it's just one of those episodes where they just talk to a bunch of like carny people. And it's actually it's based on a real town in Florida. Yeah, where they really the, the circus people yeah. go to yeah to relax off season. <laughs> You want to be with your own people. Why not? Have yeah. fun. One thing that Scully's cancer has is that it represented represents the X-Files moving into its own mythology, which is what its own right. thing it did. But in the beginning, 
X-Files did so well of just using and evolving off of like the regular alien abduction mythology and like trying to make sense mm-hmm. of it. And then the cancer subplot was just like, we need a way to build drama between these characters that isn't yeah. that. Right. Well, I mean, Julian Anderson got pregnant, and that basically put a whole loophole in the original mythology idea. So she, the whole abduction story was just based on they needed her to have a couple days off, (laughs) which then in order to fall in love with the vampire. Yeah. Oh gosh, it's not talking about that that episode. (laughs) I should have put that in my list. Oh gosh, oh gosh. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I just what I like about not even just the cancer again a strange statement, but just the (laughs) end of this episode was one of like the best. Endings like the ep- the whole episode is about something completely different. It's, it's an X file. It's just a monster of the week episode. It's all about that. And this last second, it's a huge turn, and it's all about Jesus. It's it's Scully. I'm okay with that because it is one of the biggest through lines in the show. Yeah. And I understand, that. and also would bring some really great moments between Mulder and Scully. Yes, it's a lot of- deeper. Any questions about Scully? I cancer? feel really strongly that it should be Scully's. <laughs> 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 Cigarette Smoking Man versus Flukeman. So I'm going to go first here. I don't think – well, I'm going to battle for Flukeman. I don't know if he's got a chance as he did, well, he did in life. Um, <laughs> so he's from the episode The Host. He's played by Darren Morgan who would go on to become one of the best writers in X-Files. Uh, Flukeman uh, is a man-sized parasite. He – uh, get ready for this, Deepu. Flukeman grew from the poo in a Russian freighter used in the disposal of radioactive materials from Chernobyl and p- escaped from the septic tank of the, tr- of the freighter and went on to terrorize the sewer system of Newark, New Jersey. Uh, of course, the only place <laughs> that he would be found. Um, the only place where he could be considered clean. Yes. <laughs> Uh, and looks a lot of actually a lot of the X Files takes place in New Jersey because if you're based in DC and you're gonna investigate weird stuff, where's what's weirder than we're New Jersey, right? And yeah. uh, Vancouver can look like New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Very easily. the Pine um, Barrens, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pacific Northwest, uh, the same basically. He transmitted his uh, larva through bites. It's very terrifying, and the whole episode is Scully and Mulder investigating toilets and porta johns and septic systems in New Jersey, and I think it is the most ridiculous. Uh, episode ever. Zara hated it because of all of the poop. <laughs> I hated it because of the maggots bursting out in different oh, places. That's true. Uh, every single thing you guys talk about is so gross. I'm getting that why episode I didn't watch is X-Files. so gross. If it's just yeah. like cancer and conjoined twins and poop babies. <laughs> yeah. Also, aliens are involved at some point. Sometimes. But, uh, sometimes. <laughs> but not as much as you think. All right, in the Battle of the Men, Cigarette Smoking Man, otherwise known as Cancer Man, although when I was little, I never called him that because I thought it was gross and weird. (laughs) Um, So basically, this is like the ultimate big bad of the X-Files universe, and he is the man pictured smoking in corners, and he smokes very theatrically with like (laughs) billowy smoke, which always was like the coolest Cigarettes are bad, but he looked very cool doing it, very film noir. And my favorite part about him and being involved in basically every mystery on the show is that there's also a point where he it's insinuated that he and Mulder's mom had an affair and that it, he may be Mulder's father yeah. in reality. Which is so <laughs> insane. It's almost canon and almost confirmed. Almost confirmed. Yeah, it, like, is, it is because yeah. Spender is his brother. Yeah, oh, yeah half that's brother. Right. That's yeah. Right. 
Come on, guys. <laughs> and another bonus point for him is that in real life, he's a Canadian actor and director and acting teacher, and he trained Lucy Lawless in his acting school in well, Vancouver. That's the scariest part of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> or is it the best part? <laughs> so I don't think Fluke Man has a... A shot, although if you destroy him, he will just... Uh, just poop in your mouth? No, if you destroy him, he <laughs> regenerates. He regenerates a whole other fluke man. Mm-hmm. That's at the end of the episode when there's a whole other fluke man. Um, po- poor Mulder has to battle and all that poop at the yeah. end. Um, but, but I will say I do like fluke man. I think fluke man is over an edge over CSM because fluke man knows when to leave. You know, like, Flickman knows his place in the mythology or the Monster of the Week episode. He's there, he does his thing, end of story. The Cigarette Smoky Man just, like, uh, just drags on. Things he was get an more extra. Difficult. Yeah, he's and an extra for the first him. episode. Yeah. He's just there to smoke, and then he just kept Like, very the theatrically smoke. Yeah. <laughs> but he just kept coming back. The mythology just kept getting confusing. He was always there. He's his father. He dies. He isn't dead. Like, it's like, just... Just, just, come on. I just love a sinister phone call, though. I, I love that idea, like that trope in mystery shows where there's just like a voice on the other end being like, are they there? And he yeah. just hangs up. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, like my I, favorite trope. Thing I love and hate about him is also, it, this brings up his relationship with uh, Skinner. Yeah. And that uh, Skinner is like a good guy that's always being intimidated by the bad guy. Uh, so he's sort of the lackey of the bad guys, mm-hmm. but he's also a good guy. Skinner is such a great complex character. Skinner Deepu is their boss. And none okay. of us put him in our list. I know. I, like, I know. Uh, well, poor Skinner. You know, he just always actually, gets a chef. Yeah. One of the ones I didn't put was uh, third Skinner as a third wheel. Was <laughs> 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 one of my ideas I didn't say. Well, I think I'll argue with Fluke Man is that uh, he is sort of an icon of the show. Like, yeah. if you, when you Google the show, when you Google that the show, comes he comes up. up. When you look at like books, I feel like he was on like covers or yeah for X Files books, right? But so is CSM. So is CSM. CSM. Or, uh, what is it? What is his full name? Uh, sub sub something something Spender. Anyway, yeah. I don't know. That's, I know that's that. deep. That's a deep. But you know one. what? Oh, I'm trying to think of the my favorite. Member of the syndicate was the the one who talked like the oh the Italian like gangster. Yeah, yeah. that's um <laughs> my he's favorite got a crazy was, name. Is this like, the elder? First the elder. elder. He's the elder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like well manicured like man. Well manicured. I liked him, but then he looked English. He was the, the, just that guy's such a bad act. Like no yeah. offense, but all he did was like. <laughs> No, we wait to eliminate Boulder. Like, I don't it's know. also like I a mafia say, movie yeah. all of a sudden. He's like, <laughs> gotta make them He's like Canadian mafia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so scary. <laughs> well, I guess I want to warn you guys uh, qu- quantity doesn't mean quality, right? Just because this, uh, like, smoking man was a trope through the whole thing. It's amazing. Like, a single shot yeah. can yeah. be, you know? If you Google Fluke Man Deepu, you'll get it. I don't want to look at a it's poop gross. face. Oh, he doesn't yeah. look too bad. He's, he's not, he doesn't. He looks like a tapeworm. He doesn't on him. No, he, he looks like a so tapeworm. Oh, no. <laughs> See, exactly. Oh, no. He looks I, like a, a, a mummy with an axe wound for a mouth. Yeah. It's very disturbing. It kind of looks like a inflamed butthole. Yeah, <laughs> like when your butthole comes out of your butt, but then it's on your face. So does cigarette smoking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's so gross. You know what's an interesting fact is that uh, the um, age that cigarette smoking man was when he started is the same age that David Duchovny is now. Wow, that Whoa. is yeah. And it's amazing that cigarette smoking man is uh, like still around yeah. for the revival. Have you seen a picture of him now? Yeah. Does man. it? Oh no, it's, it's bad. 
He's an older man. He's, he's an older he's, man. He's, oh, he he's aged. He's, he's aged, very aged. But he's still around, and that's amazing. Yeah. And he didn't get the David Duchovny or Julian Anderson, whatever their aging process is. They're looking more beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But well, she looks like transcendent. Oh, she is. Oh, Like boy. cut from amazing. porcelain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm kind of feeling fluke man. I feel fluke man. Oh, man. Bye, cigarette smoking man. <laughs> I'm really upset you guys made me look at a picture of him. <laughs> Actually, for that reason alone, he should win yeah. <laughs> for us forcing someone who's never watched <laughs> X-Files before to look at a photo he's, of Luke he's Man. He's got a hard thing to, to go up against. Round two, Skeptical Scully versus Young Mulder Mysteries. So both Brandon and I put Skeptical Scully, or was her commitment to being a skeptic on this list because for the same reasons, and I think it all comes down to a scene in episode known as Paperclip where aliens... Like little alien children, little alien great beings <laughs> run right past her. Directly past directly her. Directly past in her, her in her eyesight, yeah. not behind her. And, and then she turns a corner. Making little alien, the little alien noise that they And then she turns a corner and then there's a, a full out alien in a bright doorway just yeah. standing there. And then she f- goes back to Mulder and it's like, what's going on? Let's just get out of here. Yeah. And like, what? Like, didn't see it? Just come on. Really? Come on. You've been, she, this character sees, and I love her, yeah. but she sees so much. And I wish the writers would have evolved And this is just the way. aliens. It's just the aliens. But, but so just on top of that and beyond the sea, she has a whole experience seeing her dead father. Like she sees ghosts. She sees like insects that that are buried, alien insects that are buried in ice and then like infect you and make you go crazy. She's she been sees, abducted. Like, she's been abducted by multiple serial killers. Oh, yeah. But that's like normal stuff. Well. By aliens. By the government. Yeah. By the government, yeah. And she refuses to believe that any of it's real. <laughs> it just becomes worse and worse where it becomes almost a running joke and it's sad. I feel that the writers didn't. But give we her still more. love her. This is like a thing I love about <laughs> her. <laughs> so you have to respect about it's, her. Yeah. Okay. So, Young Mulder Mysteries. One more uh, thing. Uh, again, I feel that it kind of defines much of what makes the show great. The, the the lone gunman come out of Young Mulder Mysteries. I love that J. Edgar Hoover was the person that founded the X-Files, which comes out of when he was looking through the the folders. That's in the Bad Werewolf episode, which we fell asleep on. Oh, yeah, That's that where that comes out. Okay. I think that there could be a great show there, or a great comic, or uh, a great fan fiction, right? Slash fiction. Go involved. slasher. Uh, so I'm on top of it. It's <laughs> me pleading my case on Young Mulder Mysteries. Skeptical Scully. I led your case. It's one. It's like this. about her. Yeah. yeah. And what defines her? Aliens she has brush up against. Yeah. This, this and she falls dwarf. asleep a lot. Like she falls yeah. asleep during. Or like, falls the, down. Like yeah. Or gets falls trapped down, in a closet. Has or her something. head the other way. It's yeah. like come on, Scully. And also, like sadly, Mulder's like always right. Like yeah. always right. Except with the ghost episode. Well, cause, no, because they were gonna. <laughs> so when they started the show, it was gonna be about fifty-fifty who was gonna be right. Yeah. And oh, then really? The, they discovered as they were writing the first season that it was just more fun when Mulder was right. Sure. Like you couldn't. Because you, you want to show off that. How many times thing? can you do a Scooby-Doo yeah. ending where yeah. they pull off the mask? Yeah, but Fluke Man, like it's like a, actually that which which episode was that? That the alien was someone in a uh, costume. Well, that was That's a, Jose Chung. Yeah, it's Jose Chung. Chung. Right, right, right. So if, like it was all that. that but would, there was real boring. aliens involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were just pilots dressed as aliens who I, got abducted. I do feel... Also it, Darren Morgan. Yeah, I know. It's so great. <laughs> Darren Morgan's the best. He only wrote four episodes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> four best episodes. 
But I feel like yeah, Scully does eventually, very slowly, <laughs> become a little bit more open minded, and it's actually in season eight because she it took starts a long time. I know, and it's <laughs> Once took, the new people come in. She's sort of the believer by yeah, because yeah. she like starts acting more like a molder to put herself into molder shoes. But although she it isn't to like, be like full protective on of the yeah, idea of the X yeah. Files, yeah, like she yeah. has to be the one to defend it. Uh, but the one thing she's okay with is that it's the government, which always like it's fun. Yeah, it's the yeah, it's she's a all about that. But aliens, yeah. And she's actually good at figuring out the conspiracy mm-hmm. for someone who's yeah. a skeptic. But she's very good at like being like, "This is how you get X to well, come to your house, and this is how we yeah. figure." Like she gets to the bottom of things, bottom but of I things mean, more quickly. I think I think Scully's like us, you know. If some man, not man, doesn't matter who it is, but if your partner <laughs> keeps saying like, "Oh yeah, that's an invisible elephant," you'll be like, "What? Okay, let's talk about this. Let's let's break it down." I mean, you, but you it can't. Was, it was invisible. It wasn't. It wasn't invisible. And the gorilla said, "Humans help yourselves." Yep, that was the worst <laughs> episode. I loved it. I love that. Episode. <laughs> I like. I, I think you need. Scully did say it's like I need to prove it. it has to be science. Like it always has to be related to science. Science has to prove it, or else to her it means nothing. Um, she was wrong, but I love. Uh, she has a good heart. <laughs> yeah. So let's go. Let's go for Scully. Scully. I think. <laughs> Always go for Scully. The Scully Effect versus the Lone Gunman. So, all right, Scully Effect. The Scully Effect is actually a term, I think, that's in a science textbook somewhere. So it's a proven fact that um, during the X-Files, because of the character Dana Catherine Scully and her being a scientist and an FBI agent, there was an actual scientifically proven increase in the number of females who went into the science field, which is amazing. Because, um, you know, it's a very male-dominated field. And for me, personally, it, the Scully effect is just... I, I realize just how much of an effect she's had. This one fictional character has had on me on an, as an adult, especially as I was getting back into the episodes recently. It's just like a very strong, independent, uh, intelligent woman who doesn't really take shit from men. <laughs> um, and and has, like, a strong beliefs and really sticks to them. And it's just, like, awesome. She's so badass, and it's so rare, especially I, the time when the X-Files did, to find a character like, that was like that. So, Scully, she's awesome. So was this only redheaded women, or was it all women that were going into STEM? It's all, <laughs> all women, all ladies. Scully, uh, the actress, though, is not a real redhead. She's a mousy brown. Oh. Yeah. I was about to say, I don't think she's a blonde eye. In the pilot, she actually had, like, light brown, or, like, mousy pair, and then yeah. they made it, like, vibrant red. Yeah, and even the wig, out. or no, it's a new dye job, right, for the yeah. new ones. It's but a it's, wig. Oh, no, oh. for the revival, it's for a the wig, revival, which it's is so obvious. Yeah, because it's more red. Yeah, it's more like pink. It's yeah. like really weird, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Scully. Okay, so Lone Gunman. As a child, other than Scully, they were my favorite part. I think any episode where they come in, it's a better episode for it. The Lone Gunmen are the uh, Baker Street Boys for the X-Files. So never Mulder wants to get in and figure out what the crazies are thinking about. He calls on his three buddies who run a zine uh, <laughs> that's about paranormal <laughs> stuff. And the lone gunmen were only going to be in one episode, and they used for. Oh, yeah, he friend. was like a second a, AD or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so they, they used him because he looked weird, looked like a conspiracy guy, because uh, they uh, the, the writers fa- saw these three guys giving out UFO pamphlets in the airport and decided to write a whole oh, yeah, yeah. these three characters <laughs> into characters. I, I love them to death. Um, they are f- 
so funny and uh, but are the right kind of funny for the X-Files where it's just a little bit of comic relief and whenever Mulder's in a really really bad situation they'll come in and just lighten it up they kind of represent the internet at a very uh, mm-hmm. at its infancy and I think that's very cool as them as a time capsule and very important they were the internet they were the fans voice at that time because X-Files came about yeah, literally, when the internet was sometimes. at its infancy yeah. and I think that's some, something that's really cool about those two characters those three characters and it kind of builds them into their own special thing oh yeah I love the Lone Gunman so much I think they're oh they're amazing they're so funny and they always speak in like threes like each yeah. of them each like, has a line each has yeah. a line it's they like never... set up set up punchline yeah, yeah, set yeah. up set up punchline I also just to, to throw this at Zara is that a lone, the Lone Gunman backstory the detective that shows up that's investigating them is Detective John Munch which Puts the X Files in the same universe as Law and Order. Oh, really? What? Whoa! That's so, so cool. Oh my god! Could oh. Olivia Benson work on a case with Dana Scully? Oh my gosh! <laughs> like, call yes, this just a show. Do you can you write me? Can you write And Ice T. Yeah. Oh, Scully and Ice T. Oh my god, they make such a great pair. Do you? Can I give a spoiler? And and uh, yeah, yeah. and okay. So. Okay, guys, this is a spoiler, but also a reason for this, why this happened. So as those who have watched season nine know, there's an episode, the Jump the Shark. Is that the word? Yeah, Jump the Shark. Okay, that's the name of the episode in which they kill the lone gunman. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is uh, they wanted to bring the lone gunman back after their show was canceled into the show. But the only reason Fox would let them is if they would kill them off. And so they wanted the lone gunman to have like an ending for their show and even though the fox's like regulation was they have to kill him off they're like fine and so fox killed the lone gunman fox did that which makes the establishment kill the lone gunman yeah. which makes the real makes establishment perfect, perfect but, so sense. they're not gonna come back and this makes me crazy they that they're not gonna coming, come they are coming back they have to come back they're coming back but i think there's yeah. a reason for it. but then this is against a very important sure. like real effect yeah. of the show <laughs> where the show not only the phenomenon was of the show but it had a real effect so I think it's a hard sell. We had our, we, 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 love we gave them. the lone gunman their time Ew. in the sun. Yeah, I love them, like, the idea that Mulder, this, like, young man, which is young man, just like a young, he could be a cool man if he tried. But he just goes and hangs out with them. And they all, yeah. they are like friends. Yeah, and they look up to him. They like, do. They're the only characters that look up to Mulder, which is. And believe him no matter what. Yeah, yeah which him. I think is why he wants to go hang out with them. So and it's like, they, is it an old boys club <laughs> or like you know, holding down a strong woman, right? This is like the Scully effect oh, versus the. It's like you know women I mean? versus men. Are we just gonna pick no, the more white males Scully, to be in power? They love Scully for the wrong reasons. They, yeah, they, love they Scully creep on too. Scully. No, but Froggy like, comes to visit her in the hospital. Yeah, yeah he, he loves her. They first like hit on him. Hit on her a lot. Yeah. But then it becomes like it's a real It was thing. mainly Frohickey who was hitting yeah. on her. And I think the other ones respected her or were scared of her. Yeah. Byers, Byers <laughs> would give her a, a nice nod because yeah. he was afraid to talk to her. And yeah. they like took care of her like after the yeah. demise or disappearance of Folder. And it is sad that their show was so bad. Um, oh, but it predicted right. 9-11. Predicted it 9/11. did. It did. Yes. 9/11. So 9-11 <laughs> versus the Scully effect. Yeah. <laughs> so a Scully effect. Scully. Queequeg versus Scully's cancer. <laughs> Queequeg is... <laughs> a great dog. Can't even get this out. Queequeg is... Scully's dog that she adopted at the end of Clyde Bruckman's final repose. It belonged to a next door neighbor of Clyde Bruckman. 
and may have eaten her he remains. Her. He ate her. But he yeah. didn't kill her. He, he didn't kill her. her. So Clyde Bruckman has a vision of... He was, he was eating the neighbor's brains. Neighbor's brains. Yes. Yeah. And then Clyde Bruckman freaked out and told this neighbor to make sure she feeds her dog, thinking that it was somehow related to that. And then it ends up, she dies. Queequeg's left alone in the apartment. This is before he's actually named Queequeg. This is just an adorable Pomeranian dog. Eats the lady. And then Clyde Bruckman, before he dies finds Queek Quag and leaves him on the stoop with a little sign saying like he didn't know what he did <laughs> like please adopt this dog and so Scully does and she every now and then in the episodes after that we do see a little peek of Queek Quag um, and he's adorable and then he made made he sadly died at the end of um, Quagmire when he's eaten by Big Blue this like Nessie monster that lives in a lake Queek Quag too early, but I, I too, feel, soon. Too, too soon. Too soon. It, it, but that was the episode after uh, Jose Chung, which was Darren Morgan's last episode, and Darren Morgan created Queequeg, so yeah, I feel he, like there might have been some writers' uh, room thing happening, maybe. like a joke of like you're dead now. <laughs> yeah. What's that? What can I say, guys? Cancer is a serious thing, and Scully experienced it, <laughs> and it it made her stronger, even though she had cancer. She was given the choice of kind of going into the hospital, me- memento mori, and. And kind of begin, and kind of giving up in a way, and accepting that she has cancer, or continuing the search to find out who did this or what did this. And it showed how strong she was as a as an agent, as a woman, as a partner. <laughs> and uh, it kind of showed Mulder how much he cared for her, and uh, also the effects that his search has had on Scully personally. Not only has she lost a sister, her life has been changed. She's, this is her life now, but now she was abducted and given a cancer for him to believe. Which is messed well, up. Well, imagine yeah. if she had Queequeg there with her to yeah. support her during well, this horrible moment. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. He was well, dead. yeah, but but he was eaten by the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> <He was> eaten. <laughs> it, it, it did give Mulder's character a reason to to leave for a while. Yeah, like he's gone for a little, he's on a quest to, mm-hmm. to cure the cancer. And we get to meet a, a her brother. Who's oh, a yeah. real, real jackass. <laughs> Is he like a naval officer? Yeah. Like army guy. Bill, naval... Bill Scully, I Bill think. Sc- Bill Scully. Yeah. <laughs> he like looks like someone you'd be afraid of, like a bully in school. But he took care of her. Anyway, yeah, a dog versus a human dying. Yeah. Zara <laughs> Poor deeply loves Queequeg. Oh, I, I love Queequeg, too. He's a full-size Pomeranian. Yeah. He's not a small Pomeranian. No, he's an adorable full-size Pomeranian. And he's and named after the character Moby Dick because her dad, who was in the Navy, used to read Moby Dick to her. The other As a Bill, child. The other Bill Scully. The Bill Sr. Yeah, Bill Scully. <laughs> There's three Will- William Scullys. Yeah. There's so many Williams. And then at the end of, spoiler, when Scully says, I've named the baby William after your father, it's like, okay, but it could also be your father. It also could be True. like 20 other Williams. 20 other Bills. It's like There's a, wait, so pretty many easy. because oh, it's Bill Mulder. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. There's got to be more names. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Queequeg in uh, what was it? War of the I can never say Cockafages. Cockafages. Yeah. Uh, whenever you go back to Scully, like she's was it the one she's, she's like cleaning she's like, him, yeah, with cleaning him, taking care of him. It's yeah. nice to see Scully having it's a like friend. A yeah, you never yeah. see Scully having a friend. What hobbies does she have? Nothing. Like, Queequeg gave her the character something to do when you yeah. showed her at home because Mulder's got so much going on. He's got his porn. He's got his mess. <laughs> He's, he's got, got his putting seeds. masking tape on the window yeah. to summon to He's got phone sex under the name of Marty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He masturbates to the Bigfoot Patterson yeah. film. Yeah. Also to, um, <laughs> what was it, that one episode where uh, 
uh, I think it's chinga. What do I know? Where the sound of off camera sounds like porn, but it's actually Mulder watching World's Greatest Swarms. It actually <laughs> sounds like people doing it anyway. He likes that too. But yeah, Scully. Yeah, they gave her something to do, and I think that was an important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also I found it always funny to see her walking a dog because oh, she yeah. doesn't seem like the kind of person who would have a dog at yeah. all. Mulder didn't like it. Especially a very silly looking dog. Mulder didn't like that dog. No. No, Mulder did not like the dog. The dog all. was also a redhead. Dumbass. Yeah. I think she would have that dog. I, I think she would have a dog. Yeah, do you guys want to hear a fact? Fish. Mulder had fish. He did. He had oh, fish. Yeah. Scully came to feed That's the fish. Scully always had to take care of. Would Mulder yeah. take care of her dog if she was away? I don't Probably think she not. would no, give it to No, she had to put him in a, in a, a kennel. A kennel. Yeah, her kennel, mom. right. <laughs> yeah, her mom. That's why she brought him to the yeah. lake with Big Blue. Apparently, though, the dog in real life, uh, Jillian Anderson did not like because it kept farting. It <laughs> smelled really bad. That was Mulder. He just planted it on the floor. <laughs> but I don't know, guys. I, all right, I might have to relinquish Queequeg. I don't know. In the I face do like of Scully's cancer. I really like Queequeg. <laughs> I don't know what's going with Queequeg. Queequeg wins over cancer. Queequeg wins. Queequeg wins over cancer. Cancer is over. Deepu, you should also Google image search. Ah, it's too late. He, he's oh, an adorable oh, puppy. He's so cute. <laughs> you guys know that Scully's email address is actually Queequeg, like, oh, yeah. and then like her birthday at at yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. dot com. <laughs> at hotmail. Yeah. So she and did then love Mulder's that just like, trust no. And it's like, come on, Mulder. Really? Well, in the X-Files game, wasn't the password to the computer at oh, the beginning yeah. trust no one? Yeah. That is the, oh, yeah. So they was like <laughs> guessing the password. Guess the password. That's like all of, throughout the X-Files, the yeah. worst password. <laughs> it's a little gummy, but tell them, yeah. like, come on, fix your passwords. <laughs> <laughs> the season of secret sex versus Flukeman. So, guys, um, Mulder and Scully, they've had this unresolved sexual tension for many, many years, many seasons. And somehow, by the end of season seven, see, beginning of season eight, Scully was pregnant. What's the reason behind that? What happened? There is a theory among fans. I think it was born out of Tumblr that (laughs) Scully and uh, Mulder have, since the kiss uh, from the zombie episode Millennium, have been having a season of secret sex. And if you watch Secret Season 7, you notice that they're always like a little bit more happier, a little bit more flirtier. I think it was an actor choice to like mm-hmm. behind the scenes think that Mulder and Scully have started this physical relationship. Um, in Rush, uh, which is the episode after Millennium, Scully like plays with Mulder's tie and was like, Mulder, can you do it for me? And Mulder's like, oh, I love you. And then Goldberg Variation, <laughs> the one with the uh, the luckiest man in the world, it's like so obvious. They're flirting. They're making jokes. Scully laughs at him when she he falls down. Got all things. That's the episode where you see Scully just like putting her clothes back on with a naked Mulder in bed. Clearly not the first time. Confident. She's into it. And on that night, William was born. So yeah, season seven, if you're a shipper, watch it again, knowing that every episode after Millennium, they were doing it in that hotel funded by the U.S. government. So, uh, fluke man. Uh, <laughs> uh, Speaking he, of secret sex, secret fluke sex. man. Who is fluke man into? Uh, he's into himself because he's asexual. Oh, it's yeah. asexual. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, I just think he represents the great Monster of the Week episodes. Uh, a lot of what we're talking about here is uh, mythology-based things, mm-hmm. and there was another side of these episodes that Vince Gilligan wrote, <laughs> and there's yeah. the Monster of the Week episodes, and Fluke Man, it's, it's not even my favorite Monster of the Week episodes, but I think he's one of the most iconic monsters, and that's that's why I have to say goodbye, Fluke Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it's hard not to. I mean, he is representative of this like monster of the week. Yeah, but secret sex. <laughs> well, if you whisper it that way, <laughs> it changes everything. Well, the secret sex does represent crazy fan theories. Yeah. Which, the obsession of fans to look after, and also perhaps choices that the actors made to progress it without Chris Carter knowing. Chris Carter is very like he doesn't want things to happen; it's a touch of the hand. But I know that Julian uh, Anderson and David Duchovny behind not behind the scenes sounds weird, but they would they wanted it to progress a little bit more, so they took They're the initiative. So bored by to that putting point. It, yeah, to putting <laughs> it into their own performance. To have more fun with it and keep the same six, seven years of how it's been. Yeah, and they were reading, apparently they were reading the message boards that by that point they were, because uh, now we're at the point, and at that point is that the show is aware of its fan base. Yeah. Like, Lex Files is a great turning point in television. I think it's kind of... Invent like I think it and like the West Wing kind mm-hmm. of invented the modern TV show, yeah. right? And like were the first ones that reacted to fan and an overarching fandom. story, and the, yeah, and the ones that that could get acknowledged immediate, immediate reaction. And yeah, why now showrunners have to like hide from Twitter yeah. or like leave Twitter because it could completely affect how they do the show. Yeah, like right now I've because I've been like I basically have gone back to middle school me, <laughs> and I go and I don't I'm not actively involved or anything, but I go I'm like a lurker on like the fan like Tumblr is huge like there's a big X-File fan base on Tumblr there's a big X-File fan base on Twitter again like if it's not as big as it was of course but yeah if you imagine if there was that access back then it would have been overwhelming oh yeah what were those viewer numbers it was like in the teens it was so many teens Teens, like 16 million no some 20 million yeah one like after the Super Bowl was like the biggest nothing and for people that don't know ratings numbers nothing gets that no like it's so like like American Idol no it's not even now it's not nothing million but that, that would be number. like yeah. 8 million Wait, was this for regular episodes or for like the regular. season finale? regular, regular episodes. episodes it's just there were a limited number of choices and yeah yeah, yeah. and it was like Sunday now. night nothing was on yeah. Sunday night how did no... I not watch this I don't know <laughs> I don't know I'm wondering what you were watching Deepu, it's like <laughs> one and four TVs were watching the X-Files yeah. like I want to look what was on ABC and CBS right now while you guys going to the next point I'm going to find out what else was playing at the same time that I was watching I will say for the season of Secret Sex is that I I do want them I did want them to be together but I do appreciate the slow build so I wasn't one who wanted them to to be together like immediately well, I don't think that would have been good for the show waste, yeah. yeah I think like it's because all the show's all about trust and like them trusting each other and I think that slow build was nice because they were friends and like partners and they trusted each other and had a great friendship guys I'm getting emotional <laughs> <laughs> it's just great I think uh, secret, secret sex is not only that it's just the their relationship in general Aww. also that they were just doing it hard <laughs> alright so we're going with secret sex yeah <laughs> All those silky tops. <laughs> so many <laughs> yeah. suits on the bedpost. Round three, Skeptical Scully versus the Scully effect. This is so hard because in a way, both of these things are related because yeah. one of the reasons she was so beloved of young women is her science, smart, let's research this, let's think mm-hmm. things through attitude. All of it came out of, both of these things came out of uh, Chris Carter and the writers deciding to reverse the roles. Right, because oh, but instead of having a man, up to this point, oh, right. the believer would be the woman, and the skeptic would be the man. And X Files just 
just re- just did one simple switch, and it changed the entire show, mm-hmm. uh, and changed many young women's lives. Well, <laughs> two of them are right here. We should just merge these ideas. <laughs> no, we can't. It's, it's got to be okay. You got to pick one. You got to pick one. Because I almost feel like all of these moments when you're watching it, and it's really. Like really? how can this happen? How can this happen? And it's it's almost a annoyance with the because one is from loving the character so much, mm-hmm. and skeptical Scully I think comes from a place of like friendly annoyance. But also is related because there's some episodes where she was in a coma or like in intensive care or some really intense thing. And the next episode, it's like reboot. No, and they never the mention it again. The with the green insects. Yes, with the green insects when they go into quarantine for two weeks, They were in quarantine for, for a couple weeks. There's After um, the one with the ice episode, they were apparently in the hospital for three months. Gosh, so many... At the end of the episode, they say these people are going to have to be in the hospital for three months. The next episode, it doesn't say... Nowadays, you would have to put like a three months later in front, right? Or it's like... Or do something to show time passing. Then it's just like the next episode happens. And they don't... Obviously, they were gone for three months. That affected your life in such a way. But you don't believe that there was an alien parasite? She believed because she was the one who figured out the ice parasite. So we don't know it's alien. That's true. It, it could just be like a science will prove yeah, it in other ways. <laughs> I think in a way the Scully effect has to win because I think this reaction is folded into the Scully effect yeah. and why mm-hmm. she was so awesome was her crazy and if not yeah. frustrating skepticism. To like be an investigator, be science investigator, so there's always a truth related to science in every, in every question in the Yeah, universe. science and skepticism might be like uh, synonyms yeah. for each other. <laughs> Well, let me, uh, I mean, I, if, if, if I have to defend it, although I think we have an answer already, let me just say this, guys. <laughs> Susan B. Anthony, Cleopatra, Marie Curie, Amelia Earhart, Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> Dana Scully. Wow. If these mics weren't attached to stands, I would throw mine on the floor. <laughs> think about Don't. it. It's very expensive. It's very expensive. <laughs> The, there, there's no good time for this, but I just uh, did some internet research. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Uh, Felicity was on the hour before X Files on the WB, <laughs> which then that? led into Jack and Jill, where Jack was actually a girl who was Amanda oh, Pete, you... and Jill yeah, was yeah, the boy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what I was watching. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I that makes perfect. Sense. Yeah, so we figured it out. Get on the X Files train once yeah. it's departed. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like growing up, I was the only fan among my friends. I, I, there are a couple that I like forced to watch it with me, but I don't think it was maybe just of our generation. It was just like, I don't know. It wasn't like a, the cool thing to talk about maybe. I don't know. Oh, no, no, nothing else that I was being... doing was cool. That, that, <laughs> that's the part that's curious. At least in my school, it was only the really me people, the real mm-hmm. indoor kids that were really into it. I had a very wonderful grandmother who used to record. So when I moved away to Germany when I was 11, which was in 1993. And my grandmother would record X-Files on Sunday nights on VHS and then mail the VHSs to me. And I would watch them by myself. (laughs) And should we get the long play VHSs to put like cram them with episodes? It's very nice. (laughs) (laughs) I was so obsessed that, uh, I, I think there's this one night where I couldn't find a VHS that was, Oh, like, 
um, empty. Everything was filled with X-Files. That's so many VHSs. So I just, I found one, I popped it in, and I recorded over a family video. Oh, <laughs> no. Because I was like, this episode is so important. So at that time, uh, it was the most important thing in my life. <laughs> in retrospect, that was a really bad, awful decision. But I'm sorry, Mom. It was a beautiful birthday that I recorded over. Queequeg versus the season of secret sex. Queequeg was a temporary placeholder for what Secret would sex? be because <laughs> <laughs> Zara. Well, I was about to say, I don't think the secret sex would have happened if Queequeg was still alive because she would have Queequeg in her life. I think Mulder loved her enough. She just put, just he would close overcome. the door. Just put close Queequeg the door. Outside. But I feel like maybe Scully would meet someone like dog walking or something. Yeah, no, no. Oh, then that's a Queequeg. Yeah, rid of Queequeg. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Loch Ness Monster yeah, character. thank yeah. you. Putting them on course with each other. Oh, goodbye, Queequeg. <laughs> Bye, Queequeg. Well, that was a quick round. <laughs> Final round, the Scully effect versus the season of secret sex. Okay, so on one hand, I'm gonna, on one hand, it's the relationship between these two, I don't know, should we say it's soulmates, I guess, uh, who... Despite their many paths in life, as we learn in the episode, all things were destined to be together. Although in the field where I died, we learned that Scully was like his like uh, general or something. Like the one where he goes to that f- a cold colonial field, like oh, that old field, and he mm. meets that woman who he had a relationship with. Ignore that episode. Oh, that episode the, does not yeah, exist. The past life yeah, oh, the, yeah, yeah. Good episode, but like ignore it. It doesn't exist in the canon to me. <laughs> but, uh, or just Scully. As I think, I don't know, as much as I love Mulder and Scully together, to me the most important part, the thing I took away most from the show, the longest effect it had on me as a human being, weirdly enough, this fictional character of Dana Scully. So I have to say Scully effect. I think I'm going to go with Scully effect because it's just like, it's an effect. Yeah. (laughs) Like this is as one of these little girls growing up and seeing her and she was such a badass and... So awesome. Like the secret sex is like a, a fun sure. like sprinkles on the Sunday yeah, exactly. that is Dana Scully. Well, I like about the secret sex. To me, it, it kind of stands for Because the, the lone side. gunmen are gone. This is our last tie to the fan community. To the community, fan, the fan thing. And I, well, I, no, th- I think X-Files defines so many rules for what would become how we watch television. And um, the secret sex thing is... It's just, it's all of those theories. And I remember going late at night, uh, being on the internet and looking at theories, reading all sorts of guides, looking at, like, I had those, all the X-Files behind um, oh, I had those the behind science the behind the X-Files yeah, yeah. books. And my science behind the X-Files book, I had completely broke. Like, I, it, it, it fell apart from reading. Mm-hmm. Like, the pages were falling <laughs> out from reading it so much. A piece of all of us, I feel, are in secret sex. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> now we're having this battle, and with, with, like, what happened with just with the Star Wars, all the Star Wars Force Awakens stuff is that women characters are finally starting to be written correctly and come in... And like be thought of in boardrooms when they're yeah. thinking about movies and TV shows. We talked about a couple of weird moments, but Scully is most part done unlike any female character has been done before. Yeah, that's um, oh, true. It's amazing thinking back on it now that that was the early 90s. I mean, I guess at the same time it was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but that was more like mid to late. Yeah, I'm just Buffy, trying to think of. But Josh Buffy's almost one. everything that's wrong with like yeah. a female. Like she's, she's still so cool. at heart like a ditzy. 
love torn blonde. Yeah. No, but right. in the movie she's she Mary, is. She's I don't think Jane. in the TV series. She's like is. a real Mary Jane. No, she gets even in the TV series. She gets like hung up over boys a lot. Yeah. But she's a teenager. Skelly's yeah, a woman. Skelly's a woman. She's a grown-ass woman. She's a grown-ass woman. Just the performance that Jillian Anderson gave, it is just, just what a character. Like, she mm-hmm. just, she, she's amazing. She made that character amazing. And uh, her makeup was so amazing. <laughs> her eyes are so green. Her eyes are so nice. And despite her fashion, well, I don't even know why I'm talking about it, because I don't want to talk about that, but... I actually like the fact that she looked mousy and like whatever in the beginning because she was just she was not a sexualized female like network no. character like someone that's on the job. Yeah, right? someone on the job. It's just a normal regular in pants, strong woman, sensible shoes, sensible shoes. Well, the, she did wear heels. Involved as they finally put form fitting clothes on. Yeah, her and that's fine. That but I think the mousy <laughs> still clothes was fine. Like it's but not like, like crazy early nineties. Murphy Brown jackets. Yeah. Like she faced out of She those. generally wore like three jackets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like a vest underneath. Yeah. She needs to get jackets. some like good like down yeah. jackets. She needs to work on temperature. And <laughs> Maybe there is a season of secret sex effect <laughs> out there as well. Where coworkers just all sleep with each yeah. other after watching but, like, the X-Files. after a couple of years. Like they're like, all right, I like you, you like me, let's give it seven but, years. Really, so in canon, Mulder had two co-workers that he was sleeping with on the x-files well no uh, well phoebe green no diana foley yeah but who's the other one Di- D- diana oh, dana scully Fa- no diana fowler yeah 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 yeah, yeah, was yeah also yeah. was true, the true. one on the x-files before scully yeah. and then, um but he was i'm just saying Mulder slept with both of his co-workers yeah. on the x-files because well, he's his life is his job so he's not going to meet any <laughs> other women <laughs> The reason they brought <laughs> yeah. her on was to like create some tension with Scully, and it's like you don't need to do yeah. that. Like that would make it that makes it too much of a soap opera. That whole element was very soap. So at the end of the day, she doesn't care. She, doesn't she care. just wants to do her job. Right. So <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Scully effect. I'm okay with that. Scully effect. Scully effect. The totes faves things about the X Files are number five: Scully's cancer plotline with Leonard Betts. Number four. Queequeg. Number three, Skeptical Scully. Number two, The Season of Secret Sex. Number one, The Scully Effect, with special honorable mention, Fluke Man. So now that we survived that, let's uh, talk about what we're all obsessed with this week in our fave of the week. John. Okay, this might be actually affected, uh, might have affected me because of the Scully Effect, but, uh, at one point in my life, I actually wanted to be a coroner. Then I realized that's a really bad thing to do. And so I love medical things. And uh, one of this Instagram that I just came across recently is called Dr. Pimple Popper, um, which oh, is a bunch is... of videos of a, of a doctor who's just squeezing out the worst, oh, deepest pimples. It's... I literally have a chill. But I want to watch it so bad. I oh. know. It's disgusting. And I don't know why, but I, I watched so many of them, and so many of them are so deep. So deep. <laughs> I mean, because it is a really rewarding... It is. I don't even know why you know, I like it. <laughs> I get it. Kind of a very popular YouTube thing. Very yeah. pop. Very popular. Very, yes, popular. very popular. I don't know why. I'm like, it's like one of those things that you, I just can't stop. So, guys, that's what I'm into. I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> please don't please don't go to it if you already know you're not gonna like it. Please it's Instagram, Dr. Pimple Popper. Only only if that's your thing. But you oh, don't have to tell anybody if you do Pimple like it Popper. and want to go to it. <laughs> my favorite of the week is something that does not exist yet, but my anticipation for it is huge. It is going to be on Netflix. Um, it is a show called The Crown. It is a new Peter Morgan drama about young Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked, the trailer is so up my alley. It was absurd and I had to watch it 10 times. It? So it's basically the guy who did The Queen and Frost Nixon. Mm-hmm. So that same writer, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Who plays Prince Philip, Prince Philip which is <laughs> hilarious in itself. Oh, Jared it Harris. has Jared Harris from Mad Men as King George VI. It has um, Alex Jennings, who's a really amazing national theater English star that you've seen in a bunch of things. He was in uh, Ben Miles who's in Coupling. Yes, Ben Miles is in Coupling. It's all those English actors. Oh, oh, Harriet Walter plays Clementine Churchill. You've seen her in like every miniseries. Harriet Walter plays Clementine Churchill is like the most British five words (laughs) (laughs) that can be strung together. John Lithgow is Winston Churchill. So it just has a lot of parts in it that I'm excited about and the trailer was amazing and it came out I think the end of last week or something. But oh it did? Yeah. In England? No here. here? Oh yeah really? because it was part of Netflix announcing <gasps> oh. all their their upcoming dates for this nice. year mm-hmm. and so they dropped this trailer and I was like this is the best and maybe it's terrible but the trailer is amazing and it's it sounds be, great up my alley. It's gonna be good. It's, <laughs> it's Peter good. Morgan. He's well it's so interesting that you picked such like a high arts um, theater thing because I did also so just as a little teaser, um, Wildcats sing along. Yeah, you really got it going on. Wildcats everywhere. Wave your hands up in the air. It's the 10th year anniversary of America's gayest made for television movie, High School Musical. Oh. So that's, I know it's like, a, I guess the favor of the week is the 10 year reunion of it. So let's all reflect, you know? Yeah, let's have a moment of silence. Um, like, imagine where you were <laughs> 10 years ago. When you were watching, watching High School Music. And when you were, if you're us, you were, you were not. above the age <laughs> oh, you're watching when you should have been shame. watching it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, when you been guys were rewatching X Files, I was rewatching the same hour of High School Musical over and over again. What's your favorite High School Musical song? Like, what? which one had an impact on you? Um, I think. Just because of the choreography more than the song, we're all in this together because it was like mm. a very like yeah. everybody in and out. You yeah. saw a lot of resolution in it. That's great. Um, That's but yeah, it's been 10 years. It seems like yesterday. <laughs> I, I watched it yesterday. <laughs> no, uh, it, it was yesterday. <laughs> uh, so my uh, fave of the week is Zara and just America got me to finally watch The Bachelor. And I'm sort of saying that's my fave of the week because I've discovered what makes that show so great. And I feel so wrong for now in season 20 coming onto it. And I'm new to it, too. I'm only watching it, only started watching it last year for work to yeah. be the one that like, if anything happens during the show, I would like let people know and I, on my show to make sure we like talked about yeah. it. Yeah. And I think it's it's just that yes, I think the people that most of the people that watch it I think are what I I imagined it to be. But the people that make that show are not what I imagined it to be because it, it's so self-aware of itself and does things that are so just brilliant. Like when they had the 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 contestants find the state of Indiana 
on a table and then put it on the map of the United States and not one of them could do it. Really? Yeah. And it's just like, that is so smart and funny uh, and making fun of them in such a way that no one's going to realize it in that moment, but in like a way that's not evil to them. The Bachelor sort of is my fave of the week. I also could say that I've uh, Lace, the contestant Lace, could be my favorite <laughs> of the week. She was someone who's not as crazy as you think because now she's working on herself and took herself off of The Bachelor. Spoilers. Oh. In, order, um, in order to focus on herself. Oh, you got to fo- yeah. focus, you on, yourself, focus on yourself, guys. Sometimes she you got a do tattoo it. that says uh, work on yourself. Work on yourself. So Wait, did she, she just get it? Yes. Oh. After. <laughs> after. Oh, no. That's deep because oh. even if you think you've like worked on yourself, that tattoo is permanent. So you always have that reminder. Continue working on yourself. Yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So just like you look in the mirror, like, oh yeah, I yeah. forgot, I yeah. forgot, I got to work on myself. Yeah. Um, and but so that's not my favorite of the week. My favorite of the week is The Bachelor Live, the after show had Paul F. Tompkins on, and then for the last <laughs> half hour had John Mulaney and Nick Kroll come on as not themselves, but their oh hello characters. Oh, oh, hello, oh, hello. And it is the most inspired half hour of television. <laughs> I think that's it wasn't even half. I think it was like the last 15, 10 minutes. That so <laughs> that's amazing. so bizarre it's for crazy. Network. Wow. Yeah, on ABC on prime time, and and all these like, ladies on Twitter were like, "What is this? Who are, are these, these old twins?" <laughs> but they gave, like, they gave them a proper introduction. <laughs> it was just like, "Oh, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney couldn't come, so we have two popular playwrights it's on crazy. the show to talk about it." So they didn't even have a proper. So if you didn't know who these people were, yeah, that's great. That's amazing. All right, so Mujan, where can people find you if they want to find you uh, on the internet, not the in, internet. as in person? Uh, gosh, guys, I'm trying to be better at social media. I know that's what people do. Zolfatron uh, is my uh, Twitter handle and also my Instagram handle, but it might change if someone out there tries to haunt me. <laughs> So at this point, they are public, but it might turn private. Oh, so, that's a cliffhanger. Zolfatron, Z-O-L-F-A-T-R-O-N, for uh, my Twitter that doesn't update, but my Instagram I do use. So, And uh, yeah, you, you, uh, you'll see me. I'll be doing some stuff that you may or may not see in the future on the TV. <laughs> Can't disclose what might be big or may not happen. So keep your eyes open. I might change my name legally as well. Okay, I am on Twitter. I am at ZarFS, and I've recently started a new venture called at Dana Scully Style. This can be found oh, only on Instagram. In honor of one of my favorite things ever, which a friend of mine works on called um, Barbie Style, which is the official Mattel Barbie um, Instagram account, I realized that I have a, I have both a Fox Mulder and Dana Scully bar official spoilers. There's a Fox Mulder. He hasn't made, he hasn't made his appearance yet, (laughs) but he exists. He will make his appearance. Um, so actually go check it out and wait for Mulder to make his appearance. Perhaps in the Instagram of secret sex (laughs) season. Once I get to season seven, that's why I'm holding up. I have to start it. So basically it's at Dana Scully style. Um, it's basically an Instagram following Dana Scully and her life. And it, her, fa- her fashion, and her fashion, and the things that she loves, what she's into. Dana Scully, the character. Um, so <laughs> you should definitely check it out. It's I'm finding teeny tiny Barbie sized props on the internet that are appropriate for an FBI agent and medical doctor. Are you gonna get that poop thing? <laughs> If somehow we have to find a way to make a fluke man, <laughs> um, you can find me at at VP Marty. 
both on Instagram or Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BB Werner and my comedy history show, Laughing Historically, at youtube.com slash laughing historically. If you like Totes Faves, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or just tell us what we're doing wrong. Uh, you can find Totes Notes and past episodes of Totes Faves and Laughing Historically on yetycore.com. And, and links to fan fiction. Yes, we'll have links to fan fiction Yay! this week. And remember, although we may not be alone in the universe, in our own separate ways on this planet, we are all alone. Wow, that was ended depressing. Whoa! That was a Chung's ending. Yeah. Oh. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to bring it to this place. <laughs> 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 Yetigore.com Legendary Show.